the, the Cubs announced that they wanted uh, fans to get together on this hashtag and share content. Uh, uh, the idea like remote fandom in the time of coronavirus, um, which there's something to that. I yeah. think a lot of sports teams have, have been trying to like give voice and, and show fans following the team from wherever they are. But calling it Cub together, I mean, come on. <laughs> just, or should I say, Cub on. <laughs> Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Battery Mates. It's the last one of 2000. What year is it? 2020? <laughs> I don't know. 2020, baby. 2020. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, <laughs> it's the special holiday episode of Battery Mates. Uh, I'm coming to you from, um, this is Toby. I'm coming to you from Chicago here in the United States of America. And who, who is that on the other end of this line? Matthew, well, it was Father Christmas, but he's had to step out. This is Matthew. I'm in uh, sunny uh, uh, London in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. That's great. That's great. That that's that's a long. Yeah. That's that's great. I'm glad to hear. I'm. You know, we were that's just the full talking. name. We were. That's we're, the full name. That's the full name. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Our I, Americans think it's England, but that just pisses the Scots and the Welsh and the Northern Irish off. <laughs> the full name is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Huh. Well, there you go. Educational podcast for you. You know, honestly, it's just like one of those uh, you learn something new every day and it's not going to be about baseball on this podcast. If you follow baseball <laughs> at all, you're not going to learn anything about baseball on this podcast. <laughs> We've got a great episode of news from over the last six weeks to catch you up on <laughs> <laughs> with zero breaking news and no new analysis. That's right. That's, that's, the, that's like the tagline of Battery Mates. Battery <laughs> Mates. No breaking news. And no new analysis. That's why, that's why we get the big sponsors. That's yeah. We get the big sponsors. Yeah, we really do. And, um, you know, we were just talking about how this is this is probably we can both quit our quit our jobs and, and this be our, our full time gig because of the, the revenue we're getting. Uh, but why don't we go into the actual the substance of this episode, um, which will be minimal. Um where do you want to start? We have a list. Like I, we, our our preparation here is a list of topics that are all over the place. Um, there is no, there is uh, regular listeners may be surprised to hear that we do usually have a bit of a an organizing plan for our podcast, but this one is just <laughs> it's a it's a smattering of baseball stuff that we've been texting about over the last six weeks, but I haven't been able to talk about. Let's just let's just go through the list. Okay, let's, let's go, go through, through the list. list. Well, while we start, I actually the, the actual breaking news here two days ago is that Howie Kendrick retired. Let's start with that. That's a fun one, uh, a nice one, a feel good one. It's it's a, it's a well, it's, it's, it feel good, but also feels sad, bittersweet. He's yeah. such a he's such a. I mean, um, every every Nationals fan will have a Howie Kendrick story from two thousand and nineteen. Most most people's uh, Kendrick story is uh, Game Six. Six, seven? <laughs> Fuck, I should yeah. know that. Uh, the home run he hit off the foul. Okay. That was pole. game seven. It was like seventh inning, right? That was game seven. Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a, a Nationals T shirt that says um, uh, "Bang foul poles, not trash cans," <laughs> <laughs> which I which I like wearing, but I haven't had a chance to wear it in Houston yet. 
uh, because our road trip there got cancelled. Uh, he's just such a he's such a like proper old school um, professional hitter. Yeah, and it's sad that he's retired. I'm glad that I'm glad that he I'm sad that he's retiring, but I'm glad that he's gone out at this point rather than like fading away. Um, he was already like a. I think that he he maybe he maybe would have stayed with the Nationals if the DH. I know we're going to talk about the DH later on in the show, <laughs> but if that if that had been a thing, maybe he would have stayed another year. But I, I don't know. Good luck to him. I mean, he had one of the most iconic moments in baseball history. So like, I think you know, it's not he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but and it also sounds like in his like in his uh, I don't know it was Instagram or whatever, but his note was really. Uh, heartfelt toward the Washington fan base. It seems like that was his favorite place to play. Maybe, I mean, obviously, he never has to, you know, buy a drink for himself in Washington D.C. ever again. But um, <laughs> you know, that's a yeah. Howie Kendrick. Uh, uh, he's not making it into Cooperstown, but he's made it into the Hall of Fame of our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was that was a that was a that was a that was a nice warm up. Um, uh, uh, the Christmas cracker of this meal that won't that won't go that won't be understood by most Americans listening to this. But uh, let's get into the let's get into the main course. Cleveland yeah. name change. <laughs> this is pretty big news. I so it's funny because um, the the this this news most of this news broke in the summer, right? Like the the team right shortly after it was on the same day that the Washington now the Washington football team. Uh, announced they were changing their name, uh, exploring changing their name. The Cleveland Baseball Club announced they were ch- uh, exploring changing their name as well. Um, and as we talked about in the podcast, you don't go into that process and come out the other end and say, "Oh no, we're good. We're, we're, we we like the name." Uh, turns out, uh, this is everything's fine. Um, so we knew the name was going to change. So this announcement of that they're going to change the name is kind of not news, um, but I think we we started to see a little more. Um, uh, detail on the plan here. Um, I, I I have to say, it. So I also appreciate everybody who texted me. Uh, and when this this the push notification came through, it was a New York Times story. So a lot of people got a push notification about the Cleveland baseball team changing its name. <laughs> um, and I got a lot of texts. I, my brand is strong. Um, among my friends, and a lot of people don't know uh, Cleveland baseball fans. I guess. Um, but the uh, I think the disheartening thing for me is so they have announced that they're going to change the name. Um, it's going to happen. Uh, and then the, the team confirmed it. Uh, and, and basically the owner said, we're, we're going to be changing the name. Um, they've only ruled out one name change, which is the tribe. They, they've, they, they consulted Native American groups and the, the groups that they consulted. Um, apparently they dangled the, would you be happy with the name, the tribe, like Cleveland tribe? And they were like, no. <laughs> And so naturally, right? And so uh, the team has already ruled out it will not be the Cleveland Tribe, um, which thank God. Uh, but I, I think that the um, uh, the thing that's disappointing is they announced uh, they'll be changing the name, but it won't be happening this season. Um, they are going to play one more season as the Cleveland Indians, and it's not it's it's not the thing that's disappointing is that they've now acknowledged this name is is no longer appropriate, right? It's no longer appropriate to be named the Cleveland Indians. You can't really say that, and then the next sentence be, "But we're gonna play as the Cleveland Indians for one more season." It seems like a really hard, logical. Uh, Is that what they said? Well, they didn't say it exactly like that, but it's essentially what they said. They're they're, they're not going to change the name until twenty twenty two, 
and they will not be playing as an interim team like the Cleveland Baseball Club, which is what I was hoping they would do. Um, anyway, it's it's uh, an oh, obvious. I mean, yeah, they're keeping the name there. Aren't they? I didn't. I hadn't realized that. I yeah. missed the interim name thing. I just assumed they would be the Cleveland Baseball Club. Right. I think that was the natural assumption. And so, and, and now maybe the, the what they will do, end up doing is they'll end up even though they're, they're called technically the Cleveland Indians, they'll only wear the Cleveland... I hope this is what they do. They'll only wear the Cleveland jerseys, um, like their road jerseys. Um, maybe they'll bring another like alternate road jersey into it. So I, I'm hoping that's the direction they go and they don't just pretend this is not happening um, for a season. Uh, you know, they made, this, they made a similar announcement um, uh, around when they phased out Chief Wahoo, um, that offensive logo, the racist logo. Um yeah, this is this whole podcast. We've actually we could go back to the beginning of this podcast, the uh, uh, battery mates, and just watch the the evolution of the Cleveland baseball clubs like coming to coming to Jesus about their racist past. Um, it's a nice little uh, snapshot. So slowly, so so slowly, so slowly, and um, oh. and it's been, but it's their mo, right? Like they they decided we're gonna do, we're gonna acknowledge Wahoo is got to go. Um, we're going to phase him out. Uh, we're gonna do it last season with Wahoo. And that what that effectively did was um, really it didn't rip the bandit off and have a bunch of uh, you know uproar. It it made it so there was a quiet uproar at the beginning, and by the time he went away, the people who were pissed off about it really stopped caring um, or didn't weren't were no longer vocal. They're still assholes, um, but you're always going to have assholes. Um, and so they, I think that's their plan this time. The problem is it's just not the same. Um, you know, with with the logo. It was only on their hats and their sleeves, and it was. If you went to a game in Cleveland, it was nowhere else. You 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 would you would be really hard. You know, it's not on any souvenirs, um, except for like the actual. Uh, like you're not you buy a, a soda, it's not going to be on. You know, logo is not the team logo is not on the soda. That's that's that you knew something was happening because they were phasing him out pretty aggressively. Anyway, um, uh, that's that's what's going on in Cleveland. Um. I think that uh, what, we'll what, how are how are they deciding the new name? That's what I want to know. Is there going to be like a vote? Is there going to be like a committee of the great and good of the Cleveland area? How are they how are they working it out? I think they played this pretty smart. Um, they have not really said other than ruling out tribe. They've not said anything um, uh, about how the process is going to go. Other than that, the public may be consulted at some point, um, and I think that's the way to do it. Because if you just had a vote, like I remember when our um, we, uh, I went to a middle school that had a, a name that was a Native American um, term. We were the, it was a Bucks, which I didn't realize was a Native American term. Um, uh, but we, we, they changed it. They, they had a, the, the kids vote, and because this, this, this vote happened, you know, right I think after the release of Jurassic Park or Jurassic Park Two, um, we became the Rain Raptors. Um, and so now there, uh, there's a middle school in suburban Cleveland um, where. Uh, although I don't even know this school still exists, so I we should step back. <laughs> um, I don't think it does. But they were the Rain Raptors for a while, which almost two years immediately afterward um, seemed a little bit um, uh, time capsule-y. Um, and uh, so I hope that they don't leave it up to a fan vote because they're definitely going to end up with something awful, like the Rockers or the, you know, something, the guitars. I, I, I think it's because uh, we, we just don't really have, like in England, the names... The names are like Norwich and and yeah. Manchester United. It's not. It's not like a. You don't have a. The nickname is not part of the name. So I'd right. I'd I'd love 
you know, just for it to be, the, I like Washington Football Club. Yeah, I like you know Washington baseball team. Like those, are, that's a good name for me. I mean, you can you can have a you can have a, a nickname as well. Norwich City are the Canaries, but that's not part of their name. It's not like the Norwich Canaries. Uh, it just you just don't do that. So I, I don't know, but I don't know. It's it's just part of the the culture of American sports to have a the nickname as part of the name. So Cleveland Spiders it is that's a fan favorite. Um... And it was a former team name, think, Cleveland Spiders. It, it, it would. It, it's such a bad name. It would be so funny if they go for that. It's just such a horrendous name. I think. I think because it's so divisive, I think it'd be a very hard thing for them to pick. But um, I'm. I'm. I find myself more and more firmly on like the team, like Cleveland Blues, um, or like the Blue Blue Sox. Something that is the the Cleveland Blues was a previous name as well. And there's something nice about the parallelism of the Cincinnati Reds, Cleveland Blues. Um, um, and you know, they wouldn't have to change a ton. Uh, and I think it's, it's nice not to history, but you know, um, I, and I think they would be nice to be the Buckeyes if they could get the Ohio state the, the, named after the, the prominent Negro league team. Um, if they could get Ohio state to relinquish the <laughs> firm grasp on that trademark, which I don't think they will. Yeah. Um, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's move on. I'm, I'm sure this is a subject we'll be talking about for literally months now. Um, maybe, maybe more than a year. So. We will keep you posted, battery mates. So, um, speaking of, <laughs> I guess speaking of um, uh, questionable decision making, um, three baseball, base, there are a lot of new managers in baseball, and that have happened in the last six weeks. Um, and by new managers, I mean very old managers. Uh, especially the biggest one is the White Sox hired Tony Larusa, who's I think seventy four, seventy six, um, which was already a bad idea considering. Um, he's like famously MAGA and, uh, like has had, you know, I, you know, it, that, that, the clubhouse is going to be a clubhouse that is really young and not like, uh, they you know, they have a T- Tim Anderson's of the world who are, um, on the front lines of, uh, you know, just have make baseball fun again. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I think Tony La Russa is the opposite of that. He's like, I think he was hired to be the opposite of that, to like whip them into shape. Um, these and and they have a lot of young, like, um, people of color, <laughs> which I think is a problem um, for Tony Larusa. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's out to a flying start because um, Tony Larusa, shortly after the announcement of his hiring, um, which by the way, the best part of the rollout was they had a graphic. The graphics team put this awesome like graphic together of like because he was a manager of the White Sox in like the eighties, like they really I don't know uh, a picture of him with like a picture of him now, and like. There's like a bunch of clip, like clip art things and whatnot, and but there's also a signature, like his signature on it, like a it looks like a nice like plaque, um, and the signature is clearly AJ Hinch. It clearly says AJ Hinch and not Tony Larusa in this graphic <laughs> that went out. Like they fixed it, but the initial announcement uh, was like, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, can you imagine like the VP rollout where like Kamala, Harris, it's all Kamala Harris, and there's a signature on it. And it's clearly like I, I, don't, I don't even I don't even know Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> there, was, there was a bit of a blow up after the uh, U.S. presidential election when uh, Number Ten Downing Street Twitter account um, put out a graphic congratulating Joe Biden, but it took them a long time. They were like Britain was like one of the last. European countries to congratulate Joe Biden on winning. And they was like saying some weird stuff about, you know, 
you know, even when they did say congratulations, they were like, you know, while there is some elements of the electoral process still to play out, it is clear that Joe Biden will become the president-elect. Like, really trying to dodge <laughs> saying, like, getting on the wrong side of Trump. Anyway, in the graphic where they did this, um, if you zoomed in real, real close, um, you could actually make out some uh, words that were clearly like on the graphic originally congratulating Donald Trump on his re-election. And they just like colored over the top of it and then added the words. I mean, I don't even know why you would do that in Photoshop. You just make your make your own original graphic. But it definitely you could see the words uh, Trump uh, on there. It was like really, really weird, either like some practical joke or like some fucked up weird way of doing a graphic um but that caused a bit of a uh, a, a storm it's kind of funny but at least at least they did put the right name on it they didn't like leave aj Hinch on <laughs> Just incredible. but uh, right after that announcement he got it was it, was, it became public that he was early, earlier this year busted for a dui in arizona um which is not his first um and that has just been resolved with a a guilty plea to something lesser basically he has he's getting fined like 1300 dollars, which is nothing so um it's just a garbage uh the whole thing's garbage anyway um speaking of aj hinch <laughs> aj hinch got hired by the tigers um so uh if you if you were wondering if everybody would get the one-year suspensions and be right back welcome back into the the fold um it that that's clearly what's going down aj hinch although i will say uh if you're gonna if you're gonna have a you know the punishment might be continued for a few seasons here. <laughs> Being the manager of the Detroit Tigers is not going to be fun for a little <laughs> for a little while. Um, so I, you know, it, depend, it depends if they're when fans can get back in the stadiums. Like I think they're going to get like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, if there's no fans in the stadiums, <laughs> which you know the numbers the way they are, I can't imagine it will be uh, coming for a little while. And then we're just going back to Alex Cora. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Yeah, Alex Cora I mean, got his job back at the Red Sox, which is just. Uh, Hey, <laughs> it's just the whole thing is just like what did 2020 that, even that happen? Is embarrassing. Uh, that is that is actually embarrassing. Like that is Astros type of behavior on on the part of the Red Sox. Like, they should be embarrassed by. That. Yep, because they fired him, right? Yeah, they fired him for not and not even over the um, the Red Sox scandal. They fired him over the Astros scandal. Yeah. Oh. Um. Anyway, we're going back to Chicago. I just want to I just want to talk for a second about. A couple of Chicago things. Firstly, Adam Eaton is back at the White Sox. A really like wild ride for him because um, you know, he was he was signed by the Nationals from the White Sox in a trade that, in retrospect, was pretty lopsided yeah. uh, on the part of uh, uh, the White Sox. They got Lucas Giolito um, and two other prospects who haven't done much, but I think that you know they they I think they in turn were were traded for prospects. So um, the White Sox. Uh, uh, turned them as well, but Lucas Giolito is now like on on his way to being an All Star uh, pitcher at some point in his career, and we got Adam Eaton, who was injured for a season and then yeah. was a reasonably good but nothing special right fielder in our World Series season, and then was trash last season. Yeah, we, not a real season, but still, he was he was very very bad. He's now back at the White Sox. That's interesting to Nationals fans just because of the nature of that trade. But the reason it's interesting to White Sox, uh, to fans of Battery Mates, is <laughs> it means that <laughs> the the Drake LaRoche uh, saga can now can now go on. Adam Eaton was famously right in the middle of the uh, Adam LaRoche Drake LaRoche uh, situation in the in the clubhouse. 
um one of the reasons he and um shit what's his name the the mets guy had their tremendous butts bust up when they were teammates in the white Sox. oh right caused the entire <laughs> clubhouse to form into to factions which apparently came to like physical fistfights at, at several points over whether or not drake laroche could be in the clubhouse or not because in adam eaton's words he was a leader 14 uh, year old drake laroche was a leader in the clubhouse was well it, was that todd I frazier i don't know how the, the fist todd frazier yeah. yeah 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 todd frazier they had like a fight at, at city field last year um well apparently they had like a fist fight in the white Sox uh, uh clubhouse and um i don't know i don't know how tony russo is going to handle that but i mean <laughs> if tony russo wants to reach out to the clubhouse and, and and build a good culture i think he would sign drake laroche just to be in in the room and hang out with Adam Eaton and, and the rest of them. The other the other thing in Chicago, which is incredible, is the Cubs' new marketing campaign. If you haven't been following it, where on earth have you been? It is hashtag Cub Together. Uh, the the Cubs announced that they wanted uh, fans to get together on this hashtag and share content. Uh, uh, the idea like remote fandom in the time of coronavirus. Um, which there's something to that. I yeah. think a lot of sports teams have, have been trying to like give voice and, and show fans following the team from wherever they are. But calling it Cub Together, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just, or should I say, Cub on. <laughs> It's just so fucking bad. It's so perfect. It's so perfect. It's it's well, as the saying goes, that's cub. Um, <laughs> um we should talk. Call, we we had a whole segment here. Where we we <laughs> I just <called> <laughs> oh no. We have a whole segment Ow. here. We called Manfred Watch because there's a whole bunch of things shenanigans <laughs> going on with Rob Manfred. Um, so okay. Uh, let's do let's do a quick. Uh, word from our sponsor and then come back to Manfred Watch. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by Disney Plus, which is proud to announce Battery Mates Matthew, the animated series starring Benedict Cumberbatch, arriving summer 2024 to all Disney Plus platforms. This isn't your average prequel. In fact, it's no prequel at all. This is the origin story of the man who inspired the British accented battery mates character you know and love that's battery mates matthew only on disney plus summer 2024 all right well um always great to have sponsors this this one was special for me um i don't you know they're all special though aren't they how special are they to you matthew um they are special they are special i'm proud that we're the only podcast um on, on Apple Podcasts that isn't sponsored by Harry's Razors. Right. Uh, and there's also every podcast I've listened to for the last two weeks is sponsored by Manscaping Razors. Oh, oh boy. I don't know if, you, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's <laughs> you, made it over to the US. Well, I think you're telling it's us a lot about what you listen to. Um. <laughs> it's a, well, I listen to history podcasts. I, li- so I listen to history podcasts and Norwich City podcasts. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> like, why is anyone targeting Norwich City fans and people interested in, like, cold war spy history and like the middle ages with adverts about shaving your balls that doesn't make any sense to me but you know who am i to say i think we just got a better marketing manager our sponsors are always well targeted to our audience and um, i'm really proud of the way we go about our business it's not quite like our children but it's not like it's one level lower than how we feel about our kids i think but it's that's pretty high you know we love our kids 
Um, I think. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for you. Most but... most of the time. Most of the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ebbs and flows. But on the whole, on the whole, we love them very much. <laughs> um. So Manfred, watch. Let's talk about. So the first thing you we alluded to this. We don't know what the hell's going on with Universal DH. Uh, it sounds like it probably won't happen, but we don't know for sure. And like, there are free agents out there waiting to figure out what they're going to do. Like, yeah. Nelson it's Cruz. It's crazy to have. Yeah, it's crazy to have a um, um, like a, a a hot stove where you don't know what kind of team you need to build is is not sensible. Like we, the Nationals are talking about Carl Schwarber. And um, well, you don't want him to be fielding. You, no, you don't, you don't. Nobody wants that, him to be fielding. But yeah, he can swing a bat, so that makes sense for a lot of um, teams if you're going to DH. But like, is as if I'm like connected to any of these things. What I read in the media <laughs> is, is that um, the, the players' association want to use it as a bargaining chip. So there'll be no DH in the coming season, but it will be like one of the things they're definitely going to agree as part of the the new collective bargaining agreement. So, you know, I don't think anyone's going to um, take Clark Schwarber on a, on a two or three year deal on the basis that a DH is coming, but, you know, maybe, maybe he'll get in somewhere, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want there to be a DH. I'm happy yeah. for both leagues to play by the same rules. I just think that everyone on the team should, should bat. Um, I don't think the collective bargaining agreement is going to go in that direction. I don't think it's going to be that the AL is going to scrap the, the dh no <laughs> that's what i want that's what i'd like to happen um that's my negotiating starting point <laughs> we'll work back from there <laughs> yeah I, I i mostly just think it's like it's one it's probably one of the reasons why the this hot stove has been so like tepid <laughs> um we have no there's no movement whatsoever i mean there have been a few signings here and there but like most of most of the big names are, are you know and our old friend trevor bauer um is really making the most of this uh this window um He's really playing playing uh, fan bases off each other, um, which if you can put a, put aside the whole like, you know, Trevor Bauerness of it, um, uh, is quite uh, clever. He's being quite clever these days on the internet. Um, we never said he wasn't clever. Um, but speaking of uh, Trevor Bauer um, and paying paying people, um, th- this is the this is a you know maybe this is the thing I'm most mad about is the owners crying poor right now there's just like this narrative um pretty steady drumbeat that uh you know major league baseball and owners have lost a lot of money and so there's not a lot of money to go out go around for free agents and who knows with with the you know when when fans are gonna be back in the seats so you know we really owners are really crying um about how poor they are and they i think manfred said something like at Major League Baseball, has three three billion dollars in losses and eight billion dollars in debt, and of course they're not showing their books to anybody, so there's none of this is con- like is knowable. Um, but uh, it it does seem like these billionaires crying um, poor is is a real like you know read the room situation. <laughs> um, looking around and at, like all of their their fans who you know at the very least are. Um, going out of their minds because of the coronavirus, but a lot of them are like actually in uh, dire straits because financially or through health or whatever. And like, these these billionaires complaining about you know what very well could be um, uh, planned debt. Uh, I, I think is a really 
horrific turn of events. I, I just think it's it's disgusting. I, 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 it makes me very angry as a baseball fan that the owners are so publicly um, whining right now about money um, when they clearly they they very well. Um, somebody, I think it was actually, I think it was um, Scott Boris said. Uh, my understanding is that they just the, the the losses they're talking about is a loss loss of expected profit. It was not they're not actual money lost, um, which is you know. He he sh- he sh- he would know more than I do, uh, so I don't know. The thing the thing that gets me is that you know they 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 only ever want to talk about their their operating profit and loss, right? But the the value of the teams has has skyrocketed. Yes, I mean they're worth a huge 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 amount of money, and I just think they're they're asking for they're asking to be treated differently from all other corporations in the country is like if you don't think you can make enough money from doing this sell your team (laughs) sell your team and you'll make a ton of money doing it you will make a huge amount of money selling your team if if it is not profitable for you go into you know selling furniture yep like or or buy a newspaper whatever you want to do I, i just the idea that like you can say well i'm not making enough money so therefore i should be given more money (laughs) <laughs> this is america that's not how this works uh that's that's how cartels act so i just think i just think i just no sympathy for any of that chat yeah and it's particularly bad with cleveland because you know we're talking about payrolls that are like that could be we could have payroll in the 30 million range this year um if, if, if things come to pass the way that um rumors have it uh it which is just you know for a team that is ostensibly in contention um is uh, ludicrous and um, insulting as a fan, but the la- speaking of insulting, <laughs> um, the the this is actually a really complicated. And I wish we had more time to talk about this, but like Major League Baseball has officially recognized the Negro Leagues and all the stats and history uh, as a major league. Um, this was big news a couple weeks ago or last week. Um, have you have you been following this closely? I, I mean, I've, I've been following it in the sense like I, I saw the news um, and I kind of it was it's a weird one, isn't it? Because on one hand, it's a no brainer. And it like a lot of the reaction I saw was kind of, you know, why haven't they done this before? This is way overdue and so on. And my initial reaction was like, oh, that's nice. That's that's kind of that's kind of nice. But the longer it goes, the more um, the more the more you more you think about it the more you're like i don't i don't know actually this is this is a kind of a weird a weird situation it's kind of like mlb is sort of you know number one the piece that you share which i'm sure you're going to talk about um made some made some really good points which i'll leave to you the the other thing that um kind of isn't sitting right with me is um the the, the fact that negro league players records are not part of the MLB statistics is not the most egregious thing that, that <laughs> yes. happens in that era. And if the MLB wants to make good, then let's talk about reparations. Let's talk about investment in um, uh, 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 people of color and baseball today. And let's talk about right. the fact that there is uh, systemic and structural racism in in baseball um statistics is kind of it's kind of nice but maybe that's like that's 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 step one of a very 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 long journey and mlb is acting like they've they've it's job done (laughs) and that's obviously 
complete bullshit. Yeah. I think that it's, it's really complicated. I mean, I, I think like part of me is it's part of me is very happy that like, well, it, it like you said, it, it, it feels like a good thing that, um, you know, the, the Negro leagues, um, are, are being treated like, uh, finally being treated like an equal. Um, I think one of the, one of the coolest things I, you have not seen the Negro leagues museum. Have you? Hall of Fame Museum in no, Kansas City. No, it's one of the no. coolest uh, baseball trips I've taken, um, uh, and, and I, I think it's a it's a it's an experience any baseball fan if you if you make it to Kansas City, which you know <laughs> uh, odds are low there, right? Um, but if you make it to Kansas City, get the barbecue. And I'm told I'm a vegetarian, but get the barbecue and uh, go to the Negro Leagues Museum. Uh, uh, it's it's really incredible and and a moving experience. Um, and I think the piece that you take away from it is that base major league baseball um was driven to crush the negro leagues um they wanted to uh, you know in in the current era uh they were um they did everything they could to undermine the negro leagues and you know when jackie robinson and larry doby and a, f- a handful of select uh like um black stars uh ended up integrating the major leagues they they essentially crushed the a a really amazing institution and they went it it was i don't know it was only a couple more years before it was completely defunct um and so you i i I worry that like there's a and i you know i'm i'm part of my i think the, the the piece that i was most moving to me is or uh most impactful to me is this clinton yates piece in the undefeated um, which is basically like, major league baseball doesn't have the right to elevate Negro leagues to an equal. That's not their. That's not that's something they get the the right to do. Um, and I'm really, really loosely, uh, you know, summarizing the piece. It's a really, really great piece worth worth reading for any baseball fan. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I and I've, there've been like a whole bunch of think pieces about like oh whether this now the we have a new um, like single season batting average record and we you know how many of the of josh gibson's home runs can we are, are real and like there's all these like statistics fights which I, I think a little bit are beside the point um as you as you kind of said earlier um i don't know the whole thing kind of rubs me a little bit it's weird um and i guess I without the other piece of it it's, it's just meaningless <laughs> It came out of nowhere, like uh, seemingly as part of this marketing campaign MLB's been running about the anniversary of the uh, Negro Leagues, and um, it, it just you know devoid of devoid of the politics. I mean, this is classic elite sports, uh, you know, ownership wanting to talk about, you know, they want to depoliticize this whole thing, right? And and kind of sweep under the carpet the 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 reasons that this problem exists in the first place <laughs> right. and just say, Oh, we just noticed this thing. Uh, let's, let's tidy that up. Okay. And now we can all just like <laughs> go on together. I mean, it's very American in many ways, um, uh, or at least part of America. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't sit right. And, um, and I think it, it, it probably underlines one of the, one of the really major problems about MLB itself and, and baseball as the as the most conservative of the of the of the major sports yeah uh i i can't i I fear what um uh clinton yates had a really good term um oh they call baseball 
the most duplicitously duplicitously conservative sports league in the history of the United States of America. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, harsh but harsh but fair. Very fair. Yeah, very fair. <laughs> um, so Rob Manfred, what a piece. Um, yeah. Uh, the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. Ma- Matthew, it's Christmas. We're re- we're really recording this on Christmas Eve. Um, it's literally Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's literally Christmas Eve. <laughs> Got nothing better to do. We, you know, what, what, what's going on? Um, but you know, I guess when you wrote your letter to Santa this year. What did you ask for when it comes to the, the Nationals? <laughs> I wondered where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, is, what, what do I want for the Nationals? Um, I know you mean what do I want for the team, but really what I want for, for, the, for the Washington Nationals fan base is um, two things. Firstly, for uh, COVID to go away to the point where we can have a banner raising ceremony and the team can get back together um, to celebrate the championship. I mean, it's, it's not, this is how long it's been that uh, the, the team hasn't really ha- had anything. And, um, you know, Harry Kendrick's retired, as we talked about earlier. Um, uh, Sean Doolittle is gone. Um, you know, Anthony Rendon went a long time ago, and it's, like to to have a to have a ring celebration, you'd have to have like a reunion at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But I would, I really want that to happen because we haven't had that, and it sucks. So, uh, number one, I want um, to be able to get fans together to have a ring celebration. Obviously, fans to be able to. I'd like to go and watch baseball again, please. That would be nice. Thank you. Um, the other thing I want is for the the Philadelphia Phillies to not make the playoffs again, um, so that Harper continues his record of of never having been to the playoffs since leaving washington <laughs> i know that's petty um and i'm completely comfortable with being petty uh, i don't hate harper that much it's just fun like sometimes it's fun to to dunk on on people like this is, i don't feel bitter towards him i just enjoy <laughs> his misery you know i like this good and um i take a lot from it so you know he has a ton of money to make up for that and um i don't have very much going on in my life so those are two things i want <laughs> for the nationals for the nationals directly um what i'd what i'd really like is for um someone who can hit a baseball a very very long way on a regular basis to bat behind one soto um ideally that person would be a third baseman um because we are really struggling at, at third base I would also really like for um, uh, uh, Luis Garcia, who's a kind of up-and-coming second baseman, I'd, I'd really like him to come in and do really, really well. I, like, I love the fact that the Nationals have several um, homegrown, um, uh, talented players. You know, Soto, Robles, Garcia can 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 add to that to that group. So those are the two things I'd like. Um, with apparently, we're talking to the Reds about. Um, uh, Eduardo uh, Suarez. Um, there's some chat about um, Chris Bryant, mm. um, but third base, uh, a, a player, a player to come in and bat, bat third, uh, third base, and for Luis Garcia to be fantastic. And and I guess the other, the third thing is for um, our uh, starting rotation, which is the most expensive in baseball, to not be bad. Um, Corbin <laughs> regressed. Scherzer showed signs of being old and Strauss pitched five innings in the entire season. I mean, I know it shortened, but not by that much. Um, and if our rotation is fucked, then the whole team is fucked for a long time. So I'd like, those are three things. 
What do you want? Is Strasburg going to be back uh, this year? What is, he didn't have yeah, Tommy John, back did he? in time for spring training. Okay. No, he had uh, surgery on on his carpal tunnel. I don't oh. know what that means. I think yeah. it's like the thing that you fuck up when you type too much, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think that's what yeah. caused him that problem. I, uh, I mean, so you're, you'll be back by the beginning. There's just light at the uh, the end of the carpal tunnel. Um, yeah, yeah, very, very good, very good, very good. Sometimes people must think we have a script for these, but you're just like, no, nope. I'm tossing them up, and you're batting them out. No, we're just two um, dads. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> he'll be back for spring training, but that doesn't mean he's going to be good, and doesn't no. mean he's going to stay uninjured. The thing about his 2019 season, like he was phenomenal all season. He was the World Series MVP. Was he was like it was one of his first seasons where he's had had no time off. Yeah. for injuries so um you know it kind of it is annoying it's one of those annoying like pundit things when they say he'll have a good season as long as he's not injured it's like well no shit like <laughs> if he's injured of course he's not gonna have a good season it's like a truism but um you know it's a big if with Strauss so I don't know I mean the jury is out on on Scherzer as well I mean the dude is getting older and you know, he was only going six innings last time, whereas previously you thought he had a chance of going complete game every time before. So I don't know. I don't know. His I eyes are still different colors. Though, things so to that, ask for, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, sure point. I mean, his eyes are two different colors still. So that's he's terrifying, yeah. regardless of how good the pitcher is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, my letter to Santa Claus. I had to. I had to rewrite my letter a few times because it just kept. It turning into like a rant um look i the, there have not been any off-season stories about the cleveland baseball club that haven't been they haven't meant they haven't just assumed that we are going to trade one of the best players in in my lifetime francisco lindor and there's just it's just it's an it's a it's it's a given right now they're like it's almost certain um like you know i saw a um opening day lineup projection from one of the beat writers and it didn't even have francisco lindor in it and i'm like he's on the team now they haven't traded him you how do you have a so it's just it's it's a that's tough it's that's tough really tough um and the the thing that's infuriating is that you know if they trade francisco lindor their set their, their team payroll will be about um one third what it was in 2017 you know, that's in three years. And I'm not saying one third lower. I'm saying one third, like 67% less. Um, and there's talk they may trade Carlos Carrasco as well, um, who would just be a really a gut punch because the guy um, is the longest tenured Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. <laughs> and he's, uh, uh, you know, he just, he, he battled leukemia um, and, you know, he was diagnosed in 2019 and came back this year, pitched great at 2.9 ERA. Um, pitch a great, pitch a uh, couple good great innings in the in the playoffs, and I don't know, <clears throat> he's a fan favorite, as is Frankie Lindor. Um, so when it comes to what I want, <laughs> I want my team to stop uh, acting like they're not uh, going to be competitive because they are. Even if they t- trade Lindor, even if they trade Carrasco, they're still ostensibly going to be in contention. Now I think they take a step back behind the White Sox and Twins, but. In a, in a year with expanded playoffs again, maybe um, I with this with this starting rotation, they could easily win eighty five games. Um, and so to, to not to to you know, and I don't know. It's just to not invest in the product on the field, and and, and it's just it's 
like I said a little earlier, it's insulting. It feels as a, as a fan. Um, but so what I want, <laughs> if you look at the roster, um, it looks like we're going to need a shortstop. <laughs> we need a second baseman. We need a first baseman. Um, we have a third baseman. So that's good. We have, that's one of the four infield positions we have. <laughs> uh, our starting rotation is fine. Catcher recovered. Um, we don't really have any proven commodities in the outfield. So three outfield positions. I, so really just six players, six everyday players I would like from Santa Claus. Um, uh, and granted, some of these players can be... I'm not, sure, I'm not sure you've been that good this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also we have to do it with like, with not adding more than like two or three million to the payroll. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a lot. I think this is going to be a tough, really tough year uh, for Cleveland sports, Cleveland baseball fans. Um I almost said Cleveland sports fans, but the Browns are actually good. <laughs> they, they, yeah. Somehow, I mean, is, somehow. Is, Lindor, is Lindor going no matter what? Like, if it's a shortened season, uh, or or is definitely going to be expanded playoffs? Do you think that might change people's minds, or is it just like he's so valuable that you can replenish an entire farm system on a trade like that? I mean, is he gone no matter what? I think if it was the if that was the case that they could replenish the farm system with a with a single they would make the trade in a heartbeat. I think the problem they're having and the reason they haven't made this trade yet is uh, nobody like first of all everybody sees the 2021 free agent market where there's going to be Lindor like he's only he's only on the team for another year he's only on the team control for another year um, and he's going to cost about twenty million dollars in arbitration so yeah, Lindor and but next year. Lindor, Trevor Story, um, uh, I think Javier Baez, um, Corey Seager, they're all free agents. And so there's a huge shortstop market um, next offseason. And so I think some teams are going like, oh, let me just wait this out. And like, you know, we have – and the, the teams we've been talking about, the Mets the, – the teams that have come up the most are the Mets because they they're gunning for it, right? They're, they're going to go – they have a new owner. They can spend all the money. But they kind of have a, a passable shortstop, right? Like they have a new, a young kid, right? And the the Blue Jays uh, are the other team, and you know they have Bo Bichette, who is an exciting young player, um, who may shift over to the third base or something like that, or whatever if they move uh, Vlad Jr. over some to first or something like that. But I, the whole thing is, I I just don't I don't think they're going to get a big return back. Like um, you know, Mookie Betts did not y- yield a haul. And he, Mookie Betts is a better player than Francis Lindor by a little bit, but like, uh, it's hard. It, yeah, and 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 he didn't get a huge return back. So I don't know. I think it's going to be <laughs> the, the what make it might make it even harder is that uh, we trade Francis Lindor and we don't get anything that exciting back. That'll be really a, a kick in the nuts. The old classic Cleveland move. <laughs> I mean, at, at that point though, why not just hang on to him? You know, why not just hang on and make a go, make a go for it uh, one more year? It's tough. I don't know. Santa yeah, that's saved not me. how baseball owners think, though, is it? Mm-mm. No, no, Mm-mm. it's not. Uh uh. Uh uh. Well, I hope I hope your stocking is full of <laughs> Francisco Lindor tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't uh, think through that metaphor. There's Lindor Lindor chocolates. Um, we can maybe I'll yep, just yep. Uh, if uh, Santa's a goofball maybe i'll end up with a lot of lindor chocolates in my stocking um, isn't it isn't it don't you have don't you have one of the annoying birthdays around christmas as well isn't yeah. it your birthday this week yeah but boxing so you day. should i mean yeah. you should on boxing day yeah i hope i hope francisco lindor is in your box 
Unboxing Day. That's the reference. All right, should we should we have a quick look ahead up, yeah. to 2021? Yeah. Um, any New Year's resolutions? <laughs> I haven't gotten that far yet. Uh, I mean, seeing more people, uh, getting the vaccine, I don't know. Um, I would like to step foot in the United States. That's my yeah. resolution for one. 2020 is the first year in which I've not spent time in the United States since 2005. Hmm. And that really, really blows. I mean, it's hard enough not getting to live in America anymore, but not even being able to visit has been shitty. So I'm hoping to visit. That's that's my resolution for the year. It's a bit out of my hand, though, to be to be fair. Like, I yeah. don't get to decide whether COVID is rampant around the world or not. <laughs> um, obviously, because if it was up to me, I would have I would have put a stop to it already. That would be breaking have, news here. Said, nope. <laughs> said, uh-uh. Turns out it's up to Matthew. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Um, nope. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the thing about 2021 is we don't know. Like you said, there's a lot of things out of our control. I mean, I think theoretically there hasn't been an announcement to the contrary uh, that spring training, like players, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in like six weeks, right? Uh, that's not happening. Yep. Like there's no way that's happening, right? I don't think. I, I, well, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I hope it doesn't. I think it probably will, though. I mean, I, they're going to try and play a normal season, a normal-ish season. They're going to they're gonna really, really try and do that. So that's the question, right? Like, I think um, I've, I haven't heard a lot about this. Or a lot of, there had been an announcement, but um, the, I've seen a lot of, like, speculation that owners are going to push not to have any games play without fans in the stands. So even if it's like a smaller percentage, uh, and that would be that would be interesting, like to have another shortened season until we like to not start the season until we can have like a reasonable number of fans in the stands. I don't know if that'll happen, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I hadn't I hadn't seen that. I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me massively because they make, they lose well they quote unquote given what we were talking about earlier how rich these owners are as a result of the value of the franchise, but. Like on a on a sort of a micro level, they lose money on not having fans in the in the stadium. But like, the numbers are not going down. Yeah. Anytime soon. Like, we're talking late spring, early summer before vaccinations start to have any kind of meaningful impact. Uh, in the UK, they had fans back in football stadiums, but like, they were, you were allowed ten percent of 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 seats to be sold um and you know really like strict social distancing and no refreshments being sold no alcohol um mm. you know fans getting temperature tested on the way in and stuff like that and they've just cancelled that as well because the this mutant you know the english virus strain is um making things crazy they're even like the for norwich games the radio commentators from Norwich, they will go, they will follow the team around, you know, and just and commentate wherever you are. But they're they're scrapping that now. So oh. on our local radio, we're now going to get the commentary from the from the home teams. Oh wow! Call. Okay. Um, because they don't want they don't want anyone traveling, right? So things are getting worse before they're getting better. Um, so I I just unless unless uh, you know. People have taken people have taken a really really reckless attitude towards combating coronavirus in the United States. It would have to be significantly more reckless to start allowing fans in any time before 
you know, middle of the year. Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on how fast we can get people vaccinated. Uh, and, yeah, and even at that point, like, yeah, even then, who knows? Um, I just, I don't but think... even that, then, like, one yeah. of the things that the, about the vaccine is we, we don't know yet whether you can you're transmissible when you've had the vaccine. Like right. the vaccine will stop you from getting it, but it doesn't mean it will stop you from passing it on to other people. Right. So, you know, the, the vaccinations, like, as I understand it by spring, early summer, will start to reduce the risk of overwhelming the healthcare service and killing people. It doesn't mean it's going to stop people from getting it. And it's quite, I mean, it is quite a dangerous illness for people, even if you don't die. Right. It's still really bad. It, I think it's going to have to be, you'll need, it'll be like a certain percentage of the population has to get vaccinated and also everybody needs access to it. Like there'll be people who don't, who refuse to get it, right? That'll, that'll be a, a thing. Uh, hopefully it's a small percentage, but um, everybody is going to need to, before these fans in the stands, everybody's going to need, need to be able to get vaccinated, right? Yeah, we should have, um, we, we need to do some research on this, but maybe for the next episode, we can have a discussion to try and predict which baseball star will be the first to come out against the vaccine (laughs) there's gonna be one right i mean there's gonna be some maniac it will either be like a new age lefty baseball player or some one of the MAGA players i mean uh future hall of famer kurt schilling has has just accused uh dr fauci who turns 80 today um of being a war criminal (laughs) literally (laughs) accused him of being a nazi war criminal um so at some point, like it's it just, it just like a racist Mad Lib. <laughs> it's the thing is, he's such a like. At some point, like he's gonna get into the Hall of Fame. The only thing he can do is like is ruin his chances by speaking, saying things like that. Like, there's gonna there's somebody filling out their ballot right now that's like, oh, oh, okay. Well, then maybe not. <laughs> maybe yeah. I don't want to put that guy in the Hall of Fame. Maybe I don't want to give him a platform next summer. Uh, in Cooperstown, right? Like, what the? F- yeah. Um, the, the, <laughs> Doctor Doctor Fauci is a war criminal because <laughs> it's just it's like a party game, like a really shitty right wing racist party game. But <laughs> like, it's Turning Point USA could start selling that, it's like Cards <laughs> Against Humanity, but for scumbags. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, let's have a quick. Let's have a quick. Let's have a quick. We've done our resolutions. Let's have a quick um, set of predictions for twenty twenty one. Okay. When is the season going to start? Uh, I say June. I mean, maybe Memorial Day. Memorial Day. I say Fourth of July. Okay. How many games do you think they will play? I think they'll try to play a hundred and ten. I think they're going to try and play 81. Oh, I like, I like that one. Uh, will there be a universal DH? No, I think they'll it'll be in a place by 2022. I'm going to say yes. Ooh. I'd say no if there was a full season, but I don't think it's going to be a full season. So I'm going to say yes on the DH. Uh, will there be fans in the stands? I think there will be, and I think it'll be very limited. Um, and, until until something Same. happens, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they, I think, I think they I won't think do it without be fans it. in the stands, and there'll be fans in the stands, but it will be maybe like a third capacity, um, and there won't be full capacity until twenty twenty three. I mean, they, we call that a Tampa Bay special, actually. <laughs> 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 a third capacity. Yeah. 
a third capacity will be a massive, massive revenue stream for the Marlins compared to normal. <laughs> they, have to, they have to bust people in. Uh, people show up at Fenway and they end up going to a Marlins game instead. Uh. Yeah, they don't need any. They don't need any instructions on how to um, accommodate social distancing at, at Marlins Park. They've been doing that for years. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will never get over when we went when we went to the game in in Miami and the entire top tier of the stadium was closed, <laughs> and we went up there and it was spooky as fuck. It was yeah. really weird. It was like being, I mean, it was like being in a different place because like the whole place was quiet and eerie, yeah. and there was no AC. So it was like hot as hell I, uh, compared a, to the <laughs> below. It's it's still unclear to me how the technology exists to only air condition the bottom part of a baseball stadium, <laughs> but yeah. it was like thirty that. degrees warmer up there. Um, yeah, yeah, it was like it was kind of fun being up there. Like I felt like we were like playing hide and seek. <laughs> it's a kind of weird situation, but we had to go back down because it was so hot. Yeah. I mean, it was sweltering. Really, very odd. Very odd. All right, I think well, that's it for twenty twenty one. For, 20, no, for 2020. Uh, I mean, there's still seven more days. Anything can happen. Um, maybe we'll have an emergency podcast because, um, you know, that unnamed baseball player speaks out against the vaccine. Um, but, uh, you know, no matter what, I think in, one thing's not going to change from 2020 to 2021. Uh, and Matthew, I think you can tell folks what that is. We're going to carry on checking those balls. Check those balls. Check those balls. <laughs> And you're gonna you're gonna be able to put this up today, or you're gonna leave it until I'm gonna try to get it up today because I think. Yeah, but what about the podcast? <laughs> I, I walk into it every time. Uh, I'm just gonna That's start pretending. It... <laughs> I can't win. Um... 